0: Preacher, man.
1: Preacher, man. Welcome to the Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Cadle, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles,
0: California. And I'm Zach Perez. I am the pastor of Lutheran campus ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder. 77 years and going strong. Woo,
1: 77.
0: At least 77. We started in 1945 as the earliest uh, documented occurrence of Luther Gibbs ministry happening. We think it might be older, but we're still looking for documentation on that. So do the math. That's 77-ish, 78 years. I-
1: they you just celebrated your 75th. Was there a time jump since our last episode? We
0: were very clear with attendees that this was definitively not the 75th anniversary, right? We know that we existed in 1945. If you do the math, that's 77 years. We think we might be older. Uh, so um, yeah, the only thing we knew for certain on Saturday is it was not the 75th anniversary. And yet we celebrated it anyway, because the year 2020, which is mathematically the 77th year, 75th year, was a bad year for parties. Makes sense. How did the how did the celebration go? It was lovely. We had a great uh, event. We got great weather. Most importantly, I got to drive a school bus, which was great. I'd not driven a school bus before. I feel like I should have had a CDL. Uh, but I don't, and I did it anyway, and it was fun. And I had to handle with the doors and stuff because we did a tour of the history. We've been in uh, eight different places over those seventy five years in Boulder, and so we drove folks around on a couple different church buses uh, and toured the history there. But uh, I got to drive a school bus, so that was fantastic.
1: Awesome, and you had enough seats for everyone.
0: I said no airplanes, no spitballs, no gum. Um. We did at the last minute. I shout out to Augustana Lutheran Church in Denver, uh, whose bus I drove. I don't think I needed a CDL. It is not a proper school bus, but I had a bus vibe uh, kind of deal. And uh, they helped us out at the very last minute. The only issue uh, was Matt had to return the bus on Saturday night because they use it to pick up shut-ins on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So after the event, I had to drive, which is not a, a, a non, not a tiny amount of distance between uh, downtown Boulder and uh where in denver augustana is uh and i discovered driving uh down the uh the highway that night that um, the headlights were out on the school bus (laughs) what yeah if you think about it uh you know it probably hasn't been driven at night very much uh but the brights did work so for that 40 minute drive (laughs) Spreading the light of Christ into the world, on bright in people's rearview mirrors, at that height where it's right into the into the rearview, you know, because uh, it's an elevated, you know, a little higher than you used to. So um, yeah, so that was fun, amazing, well well done, <laughs> sir, well done. We raised some money. Uh, looks like around seven thousand dollars right now, so that's lovely. Good good good. Uh, Fundraising night. Fools. Yeah. So good crowd. No rain.
1: Seven thousand for the
0: seventy-seventh. I think we're going to get to our seventy five hundred. Uh was our initial goal oh, the for goal? the event itself to hit seventy-five. Wait nice. now a couple checks to come in. So if you're listening, you've been meaning to send a check to LCM C U at twenty four twenty-five Colorado Avenue, Boulder, Colorado, eight zero three oh two. Uh, get those on in or go to leading slash give. You could do Venmo. Be boulder nice nice well
1: done so that's in your rearview mirror the rest of this in my rear view
0: just, just downhill cruise control yeah cruise cruise control, control with no control. headlights with no headlights into the <laughs> oncoming darkness as it is fall matt it is fully fall in the front range of colorado uh my tree out front which is a lance leaf cottonwood i determined this week uh, it turns all at once. It's beautiful, bright yellow. You know this as a fellow arborist yourself, as a person who has exactly yeah. one tree, just like mm-hmm. me. It's my one tree. Uh, and everybody talks about how much. They love it, and then the leaves all fall off at exactly the same time. And uh, it's happened. We did it. It lasted about a week, and now we are getting ready for the long dark winter. Mm. And skiing, wow. mostly. You know, and skiing. <laughs> and Got my skiing. skis waxed,
1: ready to go. Nice. All waxed. Wow. It must it must be interesting to have seasons. That's just
0: <laughs> amazing. June gloom is a season, Matt. That counts.
1: Yeah, it actually feels like June gloom here. It rained yesterday morning, which was uh incredible mm. and uh was really great since our roof is leaking. Bad <laughs> roofers coming out. Uh but good, you know, good uh pressure to get that done. Um and yeah, it's super cloudy and like in the seventies, which is cool. Maybe the,
0: even the sixties. It's
1: it's it's nice. It actually feels like fall, except for the leaves. That
0: doesn't happen. But otherwise, it feels like fall. The fronds don't fall from the trees.
1: Oh, the fronds are always falling. This is the thing about palm trees that you don't know unless you have one. Is like <laughs> they look. You know, they look all like iconic and everything. Yeah. But they, but those those giant palms, they dry and then they just hang there and they fall off. And they can do damage to your car windows. You know, like they're like, hey, they're over the parking lot at St. Mark's. So you got to get them trimmed. Well, mm. it's not like you can just go out there and do that yourself. Like you got to like climb up there. So not, you gotta with hire that attitude, <laughs> not
0: with that attitude,
1: man. Not with uh, that attitude. And it's super expensive. It's like to, to actually get them trimmed. Uh, so when I realized how expensive, I was like, why do we even, why do, why do we do this? These are really expensive
0: uh, trees to maintain. This week's episode of The Vinyl Preacher is brought to you by Matt and Zach's uh, tree Fawn turning service. We're just getting started up in the LA area. Give us a call. Uh, Zach's got a ladder, a couple of hand saws, and a circular saw with a long extension cord. We're going to take care of you. Other fun Use promo the, uh, third Vinyl Preacher.
1: In arborist news, uh, my lemon tree, finally getting some yellow lemons on it. I mean, this oh. is our first year. We're coming up on like you know, uh, by eight, eight months of, uh, of living with this tree. So when we it's moved in, it was so cool, just sagging with yellow lemons, you know, ready for, ready for your sidecar, uh, cocktails. And, uh, and then, and, and we still had them up until about the beginning of June. And then like late June, they just, they were gone. Like they were all gone mm-hmm. for the summer. Uh, and then, you know, about the turning into fall into like late August, you start getting a lot of green green ones and they were still green up until about last week and now they're starting mm-hmm. to turn yellow just a little bit so i guess we get one it looks like we're first you kind
0: of you we like oh no i have a lime tree
1: <laughs> well i mean we moved in we didn't know what they i was like what are these like they looked they didn't look uh they're meyer lemons which are a little bit different so i had to do a little mm. bit of research to what what kind of lemons are these um but uh, yeah, we're learning about the seasons of the lemon tree. I'm gonna have to figure out how to prune it pretty soon.
0: Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you gonna to... do with all those lemons, man? I'm gonna
1: <laughs> I want to make sidecars.
0: But I thought you were supposed to make lemonade. That's what I've always heard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We call it Seventy Sixth Street uh, Lemonade. The girls do like to do the you know the homemade lemonade. Yeah, thing. you can't uh, give away
0: your address. <clears> on <throat> The podcast fans are gonna stalk it's you long now. Street. I it's a long shoot. The, oh, it's I didn't the, the number. You're going to know. <laughs> the fans the are going to know. One fan in particular, um, I think, might be showing up unannounced at your home. You yeah, make well, a long drive from Albuquerque.
1: <laughs> now you gave away his address. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 you said his. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm thinking this year, uh, we need to we need to get like do a lot of the juicing right when you get to the end of the season, juice those lemons, freeze the juice so that I can maintain that sidecar through the summer months. I didn't do that this year. I didn't think about it. Just thought, Oh, we got more lemons than we need. This will last forever. No, no, there are seasons. So uh maybe we'll do some, some juicing, some freezing. I got to have that lemon lemon, fresh lemon juice.
0: We're ready to go Uh for Matt, my speaking of juicing. uh The baseball playoffs are underway. Thinking of juicing. <laughs> the Padres are playing. Not, uh, people people always waiting. Bated breath. Like the, juicing, yeah.
1: the juicing. The juicing. The is over. See, I, I had uh, the recall of, of bad memories lately because everybody's talking about Aaron Judge for the last like
0: month. And by everybody, and it, uh, you mean people in New York. <laughs>
1: People in New York, people in New York, but then they would always say, "Yeah, remember that uh, home run race in the late '90s with Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire? That was a glorious moment of my childhood. Uh, that was uh, that was then ruined." Let them uh, juice years. So I didn't, I didn't need that brought up. It was brought up again in the same way that people bring up like uh, the U2 album release debacle of 2014. Uh, and here we go bringing up the Sammy Sosa home run race, which was a super fun moment in 1998 until uh people
0: forget as well I'd forgotten that Sammy just had another season where he hit like 60 some <laughs> he did like it yeah. was just 98 mcguire has that yeah. one year but then sammy like oh one or something hit another like was in the yeah. mid 60s yep well matt we're not here to debate the merits of whether or not anabolic steroids should temper childhood memories or not because professional wrestling pretty cool uh And nobody's hating on Hulk Hogan because of anabolic steroid. There are other good reasons um likewise many professional baseball players. but people come to the vinyl preacher for our m l b major league baseball playoff preview uh every year Matt and so I think it's time for us to to announce uh what we're thinking to talk about the major league baseball playoffs because there's one thing that we care about on this uh podcast when it comes to sports and that's mostly design choices Matt and wow do we have some great entries this year what are the entries oh, matt um in the American league uh currently as we record the podcast what do we got uh Cleveland the Guardian so shout out to Cleveland for not being so explicitly racist uh and the Yankees. Um, and I don't care about either of those teams. Do you care about either of those teams in a positive way? No. Yep. Moving mm-hmm. on. The Guardian, like we're we're glad here on the podcast for the Guardians name change, uh Satorially and design choices-wise. I haven't been super impressed. So moving on. Uh then most importantly, we have Houston, uh, again, cheaters, and they're playing. Design Darlings finally back in the playoffs the Seattle Mariners one of the most cursed franchises you got to watch the secret base uh, series on the history of the Seattle Mariners which is incredible you got to check it out you you had no idea that they were as bad their stadium has been burned down due to arson their the plumbing they had major issues. They like built up an old stadium for the Mariners to play in, but the plumbing couldn't handle the increased size. They didn't do the infrastructure stuff. So they just regularly had overflowing sewage like through the stadium. Um, and that's before you get to like how they wasted the A-Rod and uh, King Griffey Jr. Uh, years and season. That's uh, right. Yes. I forgot A-Rod was, wow. Yeah, they were, they were incredible. They had incredible talent. <laughs> have nothing to show for it, but they're back, Matt. I can say design wise, I love the throwbacks with the, like the Poseidon, the, uh, what do you call mm-hmm.
1: it? Yeah. Word for the
0: that, tri- The Trident. The Trident thing. Oh, incredible. Cool. Uh, yeah. Even just the regular old, like maybe early nineties, like blue and yellow look beautiful. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm not over there. Like the switch, the, uh, the dark blue and teal stuff still works really well for me. Uh, so purely on design aesthetics, um, they are going to be at the Astros whose look I love, right? Like uh, I do not enjoy the franchise because they are uh, cheaters and annoying, uh, but that old school star look with the tequila sunset, I think is what they call it. Also a great one, but I'm going to go great with dog. Seattle over Houston design wise, and they are into the vinyl preacher design world series. Amazing.
1: Yeah, Seattle's got like pretty good
0: uh yeah, pretty good design choices. Over on the other side, Matt, moving over to the National League, uh, we got a similar dynamic where the team's out east. Who cares? Uh I think the Phillies like the Phillies, like normal uniforms, just are like this is a video game generated uniform. Like this says nothing to me, right? Like I can't emote over the Phillies at all. Like they're just like yeah, and they're like 120 years old, but they got nothing for me. Um, and the Atlanta barbs, like, whatever, who cares? Like, it's not 1995. Uh, but then we got a real showdown, tutorial showdown in the West, Matt. The Dodgers, who have perhaps the cleanest, best look in all of baseball. The nugget I'm going to throw in that I always throw in for folks is they have numbers on the back and the front, right? They're called TV numbers in the front. The Dodgers are the only team in sports whose TV numbers are a different color than their back numbers. Take a close look next time you watch the game. The TV numbers are red on Dodgers' uniforms, home and away. Uh, So the front numbers are red and the back numbers are blue. They were also distinctive for a long time that they had a contrasting button on their caps uh, compared to other franchises, right? So uh, a white Dodger hat, or a blue Dodger hat would have a white button. Uh, So there you go. Uh, And they are playing really design darlings the San Diego Padres, who have adopted, who have embraced their past, their brown and yellows are magnificent. Uh, <laughs> but we're homers here on the podcast, Matt. And so we're going Dodgers, Mariners in the Vinyl Preacher World Series, which means they're both doomed. And it will not happen.
1: Which means they're both doomed. The Padres also have good, uh, I mean, their City Connect jerseys are wild. Uh, and i guess you can either love them or hate them but they're uh they're pretty cool. Dodgers they said went, could they have went t- all in no no the san diego padres
0: oh they're God like neon like neon teal and pink and yellow and it's just no way that's it <laughs> yeah. they're like
1: crayon thing Crayon y thing
0: they're just they all is dads? just <laughs> <What>? dads wow <laughs> Dads. What? If they make the World Series, they must wear these dads jerseys. Must. (laughs) No, no. The
1: colorful City Connect jerseys. The the Dodgers, what did they do for their their connect Uh I think it just says Los Dodgers. That's usually what it is. Dodgers. Los Dodgers. But they don't even do Doyers. They just do Los Dodgers.
0: Yeah, it's just it's not that uh Mm -hmm. it's not that exciting. Um I think some teams should abstain from the City Connect thing, including the Dodgers. <laughs> they should just abstain. <laughs> People don't abstain enough anymore. Yeah. Oh, but There you have it. I don't have any soundboard files loaded that are baseball related, but uh that's your 2022 Major League Baseball playoff preview. In the middle of the playoffs from the final feature,
1: uh, amazing. Well, uh, I think that's all the time we have for today, Zach. Uh,
0: it's been real, uh, I think that's it. It's been real vinyl. Oh, we gotta talk about the text. Oh, you're right. He <laughs> the music coming through. <laughs> I didn't know how committed to that you were, Matt. I was ready to go all the way with you, but well. I will call
1: you. Uh, what have we got today? Sunday, October
0: 23rd, 20th oh, choose, Sunday after Pentecost. Choose your own adventure map, because we could choose Joel, Sirach, or Jeremiah this week. Really? Joel in there too, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, I've got Jeremiah in front of me. Which one do you want to read? Let's do Jeremiah then. All right. A reading from Jeremiah. Although our iniquities testify against us, mm-hmm. act over oh your names. Yeah, for your name's <laughs> sake. Our apostasies indeed are many, and we have sinned against you. O oh, hope of Israel, its savior in time of trouble, why should you be like a stranger in the land, like a traveler turning aside for the night? Why should you be like a, like someone confused? Like a mighty warrior who cannot give help, yet you, O Lord, are in the midst of us, and we are called by your name. Do not forsake us. Thus says the Lord concerning this people, truly they have loved to wander. They have not restrained their feet, therefore the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. Have you completely rejected Judah? Does your heart loathe Zion? Why have you struck us down so that there is no healing for us? We look for peace, but find no good. For a time of healing, but there is terror instead. We acknowledge our wickedness, O Lord, the iniquity of our ancestors, for we have sinned against you. Do not spurn us for your name's sake. Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Remember and do not break your covenant with us. Can any idols of the nations bring rain? Or can the heavens give showers? Is it not you, O Lord our God? We set our hope on you, for it is you who can do all this. Word of God, word of life.
0: Thanks be to God. It seems like uh, Jeremiah might have had a limited understanding of climate change. (laughs) Limited understanding of climate change. not exactly uh Jeremiah's not exactly keeping it light this Sunday <laughs> not exactly keeping it light um
1: well i think i noticed two things on an initial read and one is just uh love the love the imaginative language and depiction of the lord uh, it t- it took me a minute to figure out who he was talking about why should you be like uh a stranger in the land why should you be like someone confused He's talking about the Lord. <laughs> Lord, why would you be like this? I love these. Uh, it's it's a very similar to the, uh, what would the neighbors think? Uh, but a mm-hmm. different move. Like, why why would you be like this, Lord? You don't want to be like this. You want to be like this. Uh, it's just, it's an interesting <laughs> way to address the Lord. Like we, we don't address the Lord in prayer that way anymore, right? Like, would you, I would love to see our prayers of intercession. At St. Mark's, we open it up to the people and everybody mm-hmm. to lift up their own prayer. I, maybe this week I'm going to be like, Lord, don't be like a stranger wandering around. Like you don't know where you're going. Lord, why would you be like a mighty warrior who cannot give help? Like yeah, great prayers of intercession. I, have to yeah, use language.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I could, I, I'd like to hear a lot more bargaining in public corporate <laughs> prayer. Bargaining. So you it's deserve bargaining. to smite us. Oh God. But if you recall,
1: the most famous reindeer of all is what i think of when you say if you recall but it's like what it makes me think of uh i think the connection is to the i mean these are complementary. we're using the complementary old testament texts and so the connection here has got to be to the humility of one of the people that jesus is going to tell a story about uh, Mm. in luke and so it's this depiction of humility and so jeremiah's got this like He's come to the Lord uh, humble, and the people are coming contrite, uh, and all all of those things. And yet, in Luke, it's like a sentence, uh, God be merciful to me, a sinner. In Jeremiah, it's uh, it goes on for a while, <laughs> and it uses this imaginative language and, again, just uh, speaks to God with uh, just a lot of creativity. And so I wonder yeah I wonder about that I mean sometimes we like we can simplify humility um but if the i want, I wonder what that means for how we relate to God and how we how we pray and if part of what it means to be human is to have this or part of what it means to be humble uh is to have this kind of a a prayer relationship to God.
0: I like it Matt I like it. Uh, we're making our way though, Matt. deep into second Timothy. Uh, I can't wait to get to third Timothy. It's going to be great. Uh, I am, this is Paul writing Timothy. I am already being poured out as a libation, as a sidecar. And the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith from now on. There is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all those who have longed for his appearing. At first, my first offense, no one came to my support, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and save me for this heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, some classic lines in this text. Finished the race. Kept the good fight.
0: Poured out as a libration. It is almost the ending of 2 Timothy. <laughs> almost there. there. There's one, two, three, four verses left at the end that are final greetings. That are uh, personal notes. Greet Priscilla, and Aquila and the household of uh, Aniferous Erastastus stayed in Corinth, and I left Trophimus, sick in Miletus. Do your best to get here before winter. It gets real damn cold. Eubulus greets you, and so do Pudens. Pudens. Could someone please name a church, Pudens Lutheran Church, P-U-D-E-N-S. Pudens Lutheran Church, Linus, Claudia, and all the sisters and brothers, the Lord be with your spirit, grace be with you all. That's the actual ending in a second to Houdins. uh there's good stuff in here Matt here's the thing I am questioning the tension that has emerged for me here um there is this already and not yetness to what Paul's talking about here I'm already being poured out as a libation uh this is all in the past tense I have fought the good fight which intimates that the fight is over I have finished the race which says the race is over I have kept the faith which means the faith has already been kept um and so I wonder you know I see that as some good news, right? Um, having just finished uh, the race of of the early part of the semester in which I'm overwhelmed with all the tasks that I'm called to do. Um, right? And it's not like things are over and I get to go on summer break now. We continue the work. Right? Otherwise, it feels like the fight continues, that the race continues, that the race has always continued and it's never going to end. and I'm going to be stuck here forever. Um, but Uh, here Paul is proclaiming the good news I think of a fight that is already over even in the midst of the fight and the race Uh, and I think it's a little mysterious but I think there's some good news there to be discovered and thus proclaimed Amen, good stuff Second Timothy Almost done with it Almost I hope next week's reading is about a good friend Those last few verses (laughs) (laughs) and
1: then we've got luke so we're continuing uh through last week we had luke 18 1 to 8 uh and this picks up right where that leaves off luke 9 18 9 to 14 uh and it's interesting how these build The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, Jesus also told this parable (laughs) to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. The tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The
0: Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Pretty straightforward, it feels like, Matt. Is there anything unexpected here? no <laughs> i don't think so um i i
1: do so just like a couple of uh couple of threads so this is the second week in a row last week we had the widow the persistent widow and the unjust judge uh and here again we get this sort of contrast between uh two different people or two different approaches uh it seems like in this case they're both um I don't know, government, religious agents, in some way a Pharisee and a tax collector, but they have very different approaches. Um, and at least as Jesus sets it up, uh, the tax collector is the one uh who seems to bear the weight of his sins. There's this contrast between two different people, right? And Jesus has this great reversal of who's the one uh deserving of of attention, respect, the one who's a model uh of of your your faithful behavior. Uh, And that's an interesting connection. And then the thread will be continued next week, which is going to be a parable about a tax collector, (laughs) Zacchaeus, Mm. which is kind of fun. He sets up this parable about a, and then he goes into a tax collector story. And I think these stories really, it can seem like these disjointed parables, but I think they're building, Jesus is building them in this really interesting way, building one on another. Uh, and so you might, if you've got, if you're going to plan ahead far enough, uh, you might be able to build on some of that in your preaching Sunday to Sunday. Um, and then, uh, oh, the other connection from last week that I don't, um, uh, I always wonder like the, so last week the widow was looking for justice and this week the tax culture goes home justified. Mm. And I think there's gotta be a root word connection there. Uh, justification, obviously an important uh obviously for all of our Lutheran listeners, all of you uh listening out there. Is this there.
0: Reformation Sunday for some no. Not yet. We're gonna do the right? Okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah.
1: just- justify we uh, justifi- talk about justification. Uh but we rarely use the word justification in any other part of life because it is not this like live like how do, how is it a, it's not a live question for us, or at least if it is We got to figure out like how it's a live question today. And so I always want to kind of wrestle with like, what does that mean being justified? Uh, That's something I'm wrestling with as I'm trying to figure out how to preach. It seems like like if this was a, you know, as a story with a plot, like the key thing is to go home justified. What does that even mean? Why does that matter to me uh, as a 21st century listener? And so I I think there's a way you could get there, but I think you got to think about what does it mean to be justified uh, today? Um and if there's a connection between that and the justice that the widow was seeking um I don't know I'm just I'm curious about that connection.
0: Well, Matt, I have oh, uh I think I have bad news for you. Uh-oh. Yeah. The English version of the parable there um, there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. There's your justice mm-hmm. that you're looking for, right? Uh, a widow there in that city, she was coming to him saying, this is a, like literal uh, interlinear Greek, avenge me of the of my adversary. Uh, so she needed vengeance. Avenge oh, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a to vindicate, word. to avenge, to give justice over to it is a separate word from what is used here justification justified uh which is more explicitly to make righteous uh dikayo <laughs> di-kayo, dikayo um or in this particular usage it is the menos there you so go so
1: different different root word but I still think I mean use the word vindication there and I think there's still mm-hmm. like a uh, Scales out yeah, of balance, yeah. setting things right, uh, thread that I think you could run with, even if it's not the exact the same Greek
0: word. There's
1: a there's I a, there's a our
0: listeners thread. demand the facts. <laughs> there's
1: a I think the thread actually works. <laughs> I really do. Um and then finally, and then I'll stop talking, but as we think about so this exalt themselves will be humbled, humble themselves will be exalted. Um if I'm gonna think about humility, I wonder if we can think about that um not just as this kind of like um you know beating yourself up, and here he's literally beating his breast, um, but rather like what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to embrace our human or just just acknowledge that our 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 humanity? What does it mean to be human? And so look to look at that Jeremiah text as how we as humans address god how we talk to god how this you know there's this creativity there's this bargaining there's this back and forth um i always just think that's such a fascinating way that humans relate to god especially in the old testament and so um how to relate to god as a human uh, i think that's if we want to think about humble as having that connection to to hummus to human to adam to uh, what does it mean to be human i think is also a um a question you could you could explore in your text if you didn't just want to encourage people to be humble in the sense of beating themselves up, but rather be humble in the sense of be human.
0: Be how God created you. You know, for me, hummus, really up and down. Its stock goes up and down pretty... Uh, it's pretty erratic. Sometimes I'm really into it. Sometimes I'm not into it. I'm just like, uh, more mashed up beans. Ugh. But sometimes I love it. So hummus... Real mixed bag for me. Uh, I am going to keep tying my, weaving my thread through here, Matt, with uh, already and not yetness. You know, so tax collectors, bad people, mostly dudes, uh, because also known for, you know, they're representative of the empire. Uh, They're known for taking advantage of folks. uh, And yet here, the good news is this man went to his home justified, which is an action that occurred in the past. Um, And so... The good news, I think, for the tax collector is that the justification happened. It occurred uh, on his way home that day. There's an immediacy to it, a finality to it. It doesn't mean that the tax collector is still not on the path towards greater justification and greater righteousness and not being a jerk and stuff. It doesn't, doesn't mean that the tax collector's through. You know, with. with hmm. With being called into the life of God, but it is saying that there is a finality and a completeness to it already. And right now. And that's a thing mm-hmm. for me that feels like a uh, good news uh, yeah. that I'm hearing is good news in my own life, in the midst of my own incompleteness to hear that there is a finality and completeness comprehension to the justification of the humus of God. Amen. Well, What are we listening to? Oh, Matt, I'm listening to songs this week. Um, I can't help but hear hear all this talk about humility, Matt. And I'm going to put a song from a band called The Lonely Island uh, off the soundtrack to um, pop star Never Stop Never Stopping called I'm So Humble featuring Adam Levine which is perfect chorus goes something like this uh, sung by adam levine i've got it all and i'm getting more but i never fall i beat them all because you know i'm so humble i'm so humble i'm a superstar i kicked down the door got the money and the girls and i'm also so humble i'm so humble bar bar none i am the most humblest number one at the top of the humble list my apple crumb is by far the most crumblest but i act like it tastes bad out of humbleness Uh, you got to be playing this because you know, if Paul were to talk about humility, that's what it would sound like (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. (sighs) Oh man. So you're going to put that on the playlist, Matt, that's going to be good. I'm going to put Jackson Brown's running on empty onto the playlist (laughs) as well. Cause I think that speaks into the, uh, into the gospel there a bit. And finally, Matt, uh, gosh, um, I'm going to go give it away now uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers because uh, I think that's a part of what uh, a critique of the Pharisee might be who prides himself on giving away 10% of his wealth uh, compared with uh, the cross of Christ the command demands that you uh, give it all away give it away now Nice,
1: nice Woodstock 99
0: Headliners Totally in support of RACP peace <laughs> I can't believe it, Matt. I still can't believe they gave out candles and then they played, played uh, Jimmy Hendrix's fire. That was incredible. incredible and then stuff. they gave away like, kind of scot-free on it, right? Like nobody's like, <laughs> yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers ruined with Suck 99. People are like, Fred Durst, jerk. Limp Bizkit ruined everything. And that yeah, was actually the, the day before. It was the day before. Yeah. They just tore down some stuff, <laughs> right? The complete anarchy and chaos. Eh, pretty straight line from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow, straight wow. and short line to arson. Well,
1: I also had "I'm So Humble" by The Lonely Island because how could you not? It's just <laughs> it's so good. It's uh, it's that good. And then uh, I was like, man, I gotta find some other some other humble songs. Uh, I know my go-to, but I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to find um, some other ones. Uh, uh, and so I found uh, so Maren Morris album this year called "Humble Quest." "Humble Quest" is the name of the album and the song, uh, the title track on the album. So uh, I don't know what we. You have to listen and see uh, what we think about how that fits into our already not yet. You're, you're still on quest. You're humble. You're on a quest. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm about to dive into this song. I'm gonna throw it on the I'm gonna throw it on the playlist. Uh Humble by Audrey Assad. I think she might be a Christian artist, but uh but I like the vibes of the song anyway, despite the CCM. Uh home. And then uh finally I tried to avoid it, but I can't resist it. Humble, Kendrick Lamar, it's the best humble song.
0: you can't, it's just it's too good. It's,
1: it's too, too good. Bad.
0: But I but at least
1: I found some others too.
0: I like it. I got I got one more verse for you. I'm not your normal definition of a rock star. I don't complain when my private jet is subpar. Your mom's old, but I'll ask if she's your sister. People say I'm charming, but I beg to differ. I feel more humble than Dikembe Mutombo after a stumble left and covered in a big old pot of gumbo. I guess in a way being gracious is my weakness. People say I'm so unpretentious for a genius. (sighs) Oh, wow. It's a good one. Wow. (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) Just like this episode. Just like a- real. <laughs> real, For real. Vinyl.